Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, ESPNU. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. You can join the conversation. Dr. Pepper call online, 888-SAY-ESPN, 729-3776. Good morning, guys. Mornings. Morning. Morning to you too, Jay. Good to see you, T. What'd you say? Morning morning to you too, Jay. (laughs) What's wrong with you, man? That's what you said. I didn't say it. You said it. No, that's my voice. <laughs> that's just the way he talks. That's just the way I talk. The way he talks. You know what I mean? Why are you making fun of the way he talks? I'm sorry. I didn't mean to. Teasing me. You're being a bully. Oh, oh. I'm sorry. I don't mean to bully anybody. Hey. You know who's not a bully? Right, GM Joe Shane. Oh, well, he's trying to bully somebody into taking a contract. But anyway. No, what, what I, who, I love the Giants' front office, coaching staff, everything. I, lo- I mean, it's such a good feeling as a fan to feel like you're in good hands, right? He's planning on moving forward with quarterback Daniel Jones. This is what the Giants' general manager said at the press conference yesterday. We'd like Daniel to be here. Again, he, he said it yesterday. There's, there's a business side to it, but um, we feel like Daniel played well this season. He's done everything that we asked him to do. And, you know, again, there, there's a business side to it. We, we haven't went down that road yet. Um, you know, we still got to have our meetings with our staff late in the week, and uh, we'll devise an off-season plan. But we, we haven't had those meetings yet, but uh, we would like to have Daniel Jones back. So the franchise tag. He said we haven't had those meetings yet three times, by the way. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. The franchise. Well, why do you think that's significant, Jay? I think like a little bit of like, hey, once again, just setting, we would like to have them at a certain price. We have not had those minis yet, but I think it just sets the tone about how they're looking at it overall. They're trying to be frugal. Yes. The, the franchise tag for a quarterback is based off a projected salary cap of $220 million. So it's $31.7 million would be if you tag them. Talks are expected to occur over the next month. The franchise tag deadline is March 7. So this tag is significant because it does start to put into a, a, a range of, you know, like it's a downward push on the salary. Mm-hmm. How only, should, 30, only 31 million? Yeah, 31.7. So basically they're like, look, we could tag it for I 32 about, like give or take. It sounds to me, Key, like, in, like that may signal that Daniel Jones comes in at three years, 38 per, something like that. Right, maybe they're trying to keep it under forty because they can try to put, do the same thing with Saquon and bring him in a little low. And they, they like they've been saying a lot how there's a big talent gap between them and the Cowboys and the Eagles. Right? They, yeah, they, I, were, I, they didn't have a good record against those. One I five. heard, and I don't know. This yeah, is just gossip in the street. The street conversation, like in the streets, Max. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. I heard they offered Saquon something like thirteen a year. Yep. Um, he wants to be around eighteen. 18 is the top, though. Yeah, 16. 17. But he doesn't want to be at 18 because he doesn't. He doesn't said no, he didn't, he didn't say, want to set the market. No, I'm he said saying, he didn't like, want so, to reset the market. I meant to say 18, yeah. So, I mean, that, so 16 would probably be that yeah. sweet spot, right? If 18 is the top of the market for Saquon, 16? No, 18 is the top of yeah, the market I just said in general. 18, top of the market. So, you would Saquon reset. If you reset it, it's probably over 18. But it sounds so like if you Saquon, come down, it's probably a 16. That's what I said. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, no, I know. I'm just. And it 16-ish? looks like the Giants are looking at 14 and a half. That's why they come in at 13. Yeah, I can't right? help you. you know? I can't help you at that point. Now you now you playing with my feelings. Let's be real with the situation. Even Daniel Jones at $31 million, $31.7 million is only a tag. They tag him. 
that's to give them more room yeah, until more yeah. until May summertime to negotiate a long term deal. If he signs and he plays on the tag, that is thirty one point seven for the year. Now you betting on yourself. Now what if you go out there and you wet the bed and you okay? So you got thirty one million in the bank. There's only been two quarterbacks that I can think of that has ever played on the tag. That was Drew Brees, I think, back in 2015. And then Kirk Cousins did it twice, and he won. He's still winning. I so don't know. It makes, sense, it makes sense to tag him because then it ultimately gives you leverage, right? No, you can tag him. No, no, I'm just saying so, if you tag him, it gives you leverage because then it's like the more time that goes by for you to negotiate that deal, if you want more than what I'm willing to give you, now I'm like, well, hold on. if you want more, go prove it again. Yeah, yeah go but, prove but, it again. Yeah, you know what? But no I have player, a feeling it's going to no go player, up. No player wants to be tagged. Right. I understand. But if they tag him and he plays well, Jordan Renan and, and for ESPN New York Giants reporter, I did Jordan's podcast recently. Jordan, um, like from what I've seen with Daniel Jones, with Dayball as his head coach, uh, he did this without receivers. With Evan Neal, who's a turnstile at the moment, he got better, but he should be good at some point, like pretty good by the middle end of next year. I mean, I think Daniel Jones go out and have a better season than he did this year and be more expensive. What's your take on all this? Yeah, I mean, I think that's the the line of thinking here. I mean, Joe Shane flat out slipped at one point and said, "We're happy Daniel's going to be here." Like, so <laughs> we we know he's back in some way, shape, or form. Now, here is the thing, you guys. You're talking about numbers. The problem with yeah, and it's great. You say, "Okay, go out, prove it one more year. We'll give you the franchise tag." the The thing with that is, then that is thirty two million dollars estimated flat against the cap. So that counts straight against the cap. Whereas if you sign him long term. You spread, uh, you spread the number out over the deal. So it makes it a little more complicated. You can't have as great a, good a team around them if you're spending $32 million straight against the salary cap when you franchise tag them. So that's kind of the dilemma Both teams here. are incentivized to get something done. In yes, well, and, and also, when you mention the franchise tag, that basically determines the number that they're going to get in the contract, right? So what they do is you say $32 million is the franchise tag for the quarterback. If you – if they franchise him again the following year, that would be you know, 120%, so 38. So right there you have $70 million total, and then the team says, hey, that's the ceiling for a contract average per year, and the, and the player says, no, no, that's the floor. So that's kind of where you start. Okay, $35 million a year, and that's why I think when Max says, okay, they finally come in at 38, that, that's a reasonable number because the franchise tag is what it is. So that's likely what it's going to be for Daniel Jones on a long-term deal somewhere in that range. Jordan, with, with the talent in the NFC in general and then the NFC East, seeing what Jalen Hurts has been able to do, mm-hmm. seeing the Cowboys coming back, bringing everybody back next year, like, are you looking at Daniel Jones as that guy that you think can get you over the hump in this division? Man, uh, if he continues to grow like he did and we give him the receivers that he needs and we say, okay, he played the way he did this year, now let's give him the options. Let's give him guys that can win one-on-one because that was a real problem, and you saw that when you got to the Philly game. Yeah, they can win one-on-one when they're playing the Minnesota Vikings, whose secondary stinks. What happens when we're playing the Philadelphia Eagles? Now you have Isaiah Hodgins and Darius Slayton matched up one-on-one against Darius Slay and James Bradbury. That's just not a matchup you're going to win very often. And I think we saw that, and Daniel Jones was under pressure, and it was a total disaster. Uh, but if he continues to grow – and you have Brian Dayball and Mike Kafka, assuming he comes back, working with him. I think the belief is, hey, we could get even more out of him. And let's be fair. Jalen Hurts played great this year, but he made that jump this year. Dak Prescott 
there's some serious questions about him after watching him this year and the other day. Uh, it's not like the NFC is loaded with these quarterbacks and, and, and the whole conference as a whole, really, not even the division. Whereas you say, well, if you come back with Daniel Jones, you're at such a disadvantage. This isn't the AFC, right, where there's Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, uh, Justin Herbert, Joe Burrow. No. The NFC, you look at it and say, okay, we have Daniel Jones. If we can continue to have him improve, I think, yes, they believe they can compete. But they know. I mean, Joe Shane flat out said it. There is a big overall talent gap between the Giants and the Eagles specifically, and then even if you look at the Cowboys as well, they went 1-5-1 and one against the division this year. What what type of receiver do they need, though, uh, Jordan? Man, they just need someone that can win uh, can win some one on one key. I mean, really, because uh, they if you think about it, they pretty much need everything. Even Darius Slayton's a free agent right now, so I mean, yeah, he could get down the field a little bit. But like, what do they have? They have Wandale Robinson, okay, because he's a rookie coming back from an injury, so he's kind of their slot guy. So they need okay. somebody that can play on the outside, someone that can stretch the field deep, someone that can win one on one someone that can win contested catches. I mean, you could really just put any receiver and it kind of fits into what they what they want to do. And they like to move guys around. So I think a guy who's versatile and has flexibility is a guy who would fit well in this kind of offense, which is why you see Steph Diggs, you know, he kind of blew up when he went to Buffalo and really fit in well there. He, he could pretty much do everything. So a guy like that obviously would make sense. But this, the Giants know they have a long way to go, and Joe Shane is intent on building this long-term I don't think you look at the, he looks at the Giants and presses to make a move. Like he's okay with filling certain spots and leaving other spots if if need be. Now, not, I'm not saying he would not. I mean, they're obviously going to upgrade wide receiver to some degree, but I don't think they're going to press and say we need that number one guy this year. This year, right now, we have to get this done. I think this if they have to, they have to wait till next year. It's something that they would consider as well. well. Hey, hey, Key, I want to get to Saquon before we have to let Jordan go. Saquon Barkley, he says he doesn't want to reset the market. Mm -hmm. It's, uh, you know, there are rumors. It's like they came coming at 13 and he turns it down. Where are we with all this, Jordan, to your knowledge? Yeah, I think you were a little high on all the numbers. I think the number that you're talking about that they kind of talked to him was about more around 11, 12. The top is 16 Hmm. with McCaffrey. So, yeah, I think the – I think, and I've talked to a bunch of people about this, if you can get into that, if the Giants are willing to get into that 14 range, that would be a deal that can get done. Uh, I'm not sure that they're willing to go there because if you think about it, especially if they could get this Daniel Jones deal done, they could say, all right, franchise tag, $10 million. There we go. One year, $10 million. Prove it again. And that's not a great situation for a running back. Uh, that would be could get kind of messy. So I do think that. The idea that Saquon is not back is not crazy because Joe Shane was. I mean, look, he said, Daniel Jones, you know, we'd like to have him back here. He's going to be back here, basically. And then Saquon, he's like, oh, good player, but, uh, you know, we'll see. You can't do everything with the salary cap. Uh, There's priority positions. And you hear all those things, and you're scratching your head. You're like, whoa, okay. Very different tone right there. Jordan Renan. ESPN New York Giants reporter. Good talking to you, Jordan, as always. All right, Jordan. All right, guys, enjoy. Hope you enjoyed that season. I know Max did. Oh, it's such a great year. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. 
You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus, electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome. So you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's l e c t r i c ebikes.com. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. Breaking news: The Patriots let me guess. Let me guess. Are hiring. Bill O'Brien. You Correct. Coming. As offensive coordinator. What does this mean for Mac Jones Key? Well, he gets a, a, a competent play caller. He doesn't have to deal with guys that has never called play. My Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. And now undoubtedly on location. Mike Reese. He's on location? He's in Patriots Way right now. Are you sure he's on location? He has to be. He always is. There's uh, not a chance he's on location. Guys, no not way he's on location let us, today. Listen, we're not going to see him on screen. Let no, the imagination I hear, I know if take hold here. No, it's too cold. Lie to me, this, Mike. This Lie to cold. me. I am on location along with Bill O'Brien. There, there it is. There it is. There it is. Mike Reese, ESPN, Patriots reporter extraordinaire, rain or shine, on location. How much uh, was this a Bill Belichick move to hire um, to hire Bill O'Brien? Uh, very much so, uh, Max. A Bill Belichick move. I, I think what what happened was after at the end of the season, he had realized that he had miscalculated with his plan from last year, in which he didn't name an official coordinator. Had Matt Patricia as the primary play caller. Um, despite his primary background being on defense in the NFL, and he he knew he had to go back to the drawing board, and I think he felt fortunate, Max, that Bill O'Brien was available to him. And, and with that being said, Mike, does this set up, and, and, and I know it's still early, does this set up Bill O'Brien as the guy in waiting now, the opportunity at some point when Bill B steps aside, that Bill O'Brien, who's had success in the past under – the New England Patriots now has an opportunity to get back in as an NFL head coach? It's possible, Keith, because when you look at Bill O'Brien's track record in Houston as a head coach, they had four division titles down there and some of their greatest success as a franchise. The one point I would make on that is they've had some other movement on their staff uh, this offseason with a, a rising assistant, Gerard Mayo, the former linebacker for them, who is going to get an elevated title. And Gerard Mayo could easily be in that conversation key as a potential successor down the line, in addition to someone like Bill O'Brien. Mike, 
Take me through this for Mac Jones now because he's gone through Josh McDaniels, now Matt Patricia, and now Bill Ryan, three OCs it feels like in three years. Uh, What's that transition process going to be like for him? Well, Jay, it's a great point by you. The first thing I would say is that Mac and Bill O'Brien actually have a connection. When Bill O'Brien took that Alabama offensive coordinator job a couple years ago, Mac was just finishing up after winning a national title. And they actually, Mac actually helped Bill O'Brien a little bit um, get acclimated to the Alabama offense. Um, so there's start with that connection. And I think what's so important about this for Mac is – they're, they're gonna, I don't want to say they're necessarily going to go back to what they did under Josh McDaniels, but there's going to be a lot of similarity. So it's not like he's going from the Josh McDaniels system to something completely different this past year to something completely different this year. And I think that carryover is going to be critical uh, for Max growth. I think for him, this is probably the best possible outcome he could have hoped for. Mike Reese, ESPN Patriots reporter, joining us this morning on Keyshawn, Jay Will, and Max outside Gillette Stadium, but it's probably in his house with the temperature down. Um, Mike, when you look at the shakeup on the offensive side of the ball, where does Matt Patricia go? Does he go back to the defensive side of the ball to help Steve Belichick and, and Gerard Mayo out, or does he still stay on the offensive side of the ball and coach another position? Key, this is the uh, to-be-determined for Matt Patricia, and you, you know how much Bill Belichick respects him and has leaned on him as a trusted advisor, and, and the results obviously weren't what anyone hoped for offensively. I think that this is going to be a little bit up to Matt Patricia himself because the roles are sort of filling up here on the staff, and does he even want to stay, Key? You know, and, and he, the last two years, he sort of, still been on that contract when he you know from the Detroit Lions when he was the head coach he was still getting paid by them that contract's up so now it sort of resets the meter if you will for the Patriots like they would now they're gonna have to pay him in full and what is that role is it a front office role because he's shown he can do that uh, more general manager type things or is it an on-field coaching role I think that's still to be determined with Matt Patricia himself sort of having to decide what he wants to do as well. You know, uh, Key always uh, objects when I bring this up, but I can't help but to notice, Mike, that Bill Belichick, Bill Belichick, <laughs> Key will say he's won two playoff games in nine seasons without Tom Brady. I say one because for a lot of that season he had Tom Brady. The, but the he still that. beat the Pittsburgh. Tomato, but he tomatoes. hadn't even got there okay. with Brady. In the AFC Championship two, game Matt. with Drew Bledsoe. Objection. I'm not saying you can't win with a backup quarterback for a game or two. I mean, a playoff Key. game in a season where Tom Brady was the starting quarterback. Objection overruled, Key. So, so one season without Brady where he's won a playoff game, right, where he, he wasn't the primary quarterback. Next year will be year 10. Now he's got his OC of choice, right? Like, yep. Yep. is there anything going on on the ground in the organization with fans that you've experienced in, you know, with other people you talk to, Mike, where it's like, hey, this whole Brady-Belichick divorce, let's see who it's more, right? Well, Brady won a Super Bowl, even though it was a perfect situation. I get it. I imagine there is enormous pressure for Bill mm. Belichick to win a single playoff game without Tom Brady. But, uh, you know, he's got no great shakes at quarterback at the moment, but he does have Bill O'Brien now. What's, what are you hearing? Yeah, Max, it's a fair point. And, and obviously, you know, there's context to it. And, 
But here's what I would say. Robert Kraft, the owner, last March is on the record as saying he wasn't happy that they hadn't won a playoff game in three years. Last playoff win was that Super Bowl win over the Rams. We're up to four years now, Max, right? And, and some of the decisions that Bill Belichick made this past season relative to the offense and with Mac Jones and, and, and Mac taking a step back, Bill's got his fingerprints all over that, guys. And so, look, there's, there's, I think it's somewhere in the middle here where there is some pressure rising because some of the decisions he made didn't pay off. But I still will tell you this, Max, there's a lot of belief and trust in him that he's going to get him going back in the right direction. Ladies and gentlemen, Mike Reese, ESPN, oh, God, Patriots Mike. reporter. That's right, in front of Gillette Stadium. Spring. Do you understand what Mike Reese does every day before he does anything else as he goes and he stands in front of Gillette Stadium? doesn't matter if there's a game, what season There's it a is. quick prayer. Are quick you really, Mike, are you in Gillette or are you just playing along with Max? There. All right, uh, so there. there is snow on the ground, but I'm actually not out at Gillette. I'm out at the elementary school playground with my son before school. But Even I'm, better. I'm individual. Even oh, better, Mike. Hey, man, here's what we're, I would say. We're committed say. family men around here. here here's what I would that? say, would Mike, thank you a lot for interrupting your day with your son to join us, to give us a little update on what the Patriots. Really, thank you for yes, that. Yes, thank you. And for driving all the way to Gillette, in spite of the fact that you were at the playground moments ago with <laughs> your son. He's really at Gillette. Dude. Let him be. Jeez. Thanks, Mike. Kellerman. Appreciate you guys. So well, we've all been there. You're with your kids at the playground. You're swinging them on the swings or something. Hold on a second. I got to go do a radio hit. So much for Bill. Yeah. I guess we. What? Hey, I, Bill, Bill's never I don't on say show. things based on who's going to try to get Max an interview is, on the show. Max is off on Friday. He's got this just in or something. Hey, come on on, Bill. Yeah, Bill's, nope, See, nice. that's how Bill gets everyone to take care of him. Is that right? Oh, is that geez. right? Bartering access? For, all right. Keyshawn Bartering access. Yeah, is, right, yeah. <laughs> is presented by Progressive Insurance. Are the Cowboys tiring of Dak Prescott. Is that what all the chatter is really about? What chatter? We're going to get into that too. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. The Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max Podcast. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. The Dallas Cowboys, you guys are whack. 
I'm going to go back to the tweet that was sent out. Dak Prescott gave away the ball twice in the narrow loss to the 49ers in the matchup the Cowboys had a chance to win if they didn't generate self-inflicted wounds. Like, this is an athlete right now is why I wouldn't rock with the Dallas Cowboys. Mike Tannenbaum, ESPN NFL front office insider. If I was the GM, I'd walk down the hallway. That would be down 10 seconds. It's unacceptable. Keyshawn, Jay, Will, and Max. ESPN Radio. Guys. Hey, what's up? Micah Parsons, the best player on the Cowboys. By the way, by far, who is as good as Micah Parsons on that team? Who's even in that conversation? He's clearly their best player on either clearly. side of the I ball. Mean, but yeah. He appeared to blame the Cowboys' offense for the loss. Here he is, post-game on Sunday, Micah Parsons. You take away from the things, I think we held them to one touchdown. You tell me you holding, we come in this game and holding them up to under 20 points, and if you take away the turnover points, you holding them to under 15, you win the game. So I, I really want to say that. I think everybody left it out there, but they made bigger plays. I mean, is he? he's blaming the offense, right? But is, is he blaming Dak Prescott? Is this a shot at Dak, Key? Uh, you know, he's certainly bringing light to the situation and bringing eyes to the situation that he's not necessarily naming Dak Prescott, but when you talk about turnovers, there's only one person that turned the football over. He's talking about Dak Prescott. He's not happy with the situation. And if you remember what I said two days ago, I simply said that his teammates are going to be looking at him walking through the tunnel side eye. They're going to be frowning at him at the locker. You know, as they walk by, they're going to look at him and be like, man, this dude. On the plane, they're going to let him go in front. They don't even they, – well, they, it's just disgust. All, all of those sort of things. I've been there before like Michael Parsons. I played for the New York Jets. And we had Rick Meyer come in at the quarterback position. And I had a press conference afterwards, Jay. And I didn't necessarily – I didn't mention Rick Meyer's name. But everybody in the whole building, they all knew how – disappointed, upset, teed off I was because guess what? When I said we can't move the ball, we get doing this, we turning it out, there's only one person that I was talking about, and that was the quarterback. And I'm not shy about it at all. And that's how, how I felt at the time. If I'm Dak Prescott, after hearing Micah say that, I pick up the cell phone, I call him, and I say, yo, dog, 1,000%, that was my fault. That's on me. Just like I told the newspapers, that's on me. And I promise you that will never happen again. You know, a lot of times we spend talking about, like, what's going to happen to the future of Dak Prescott and what's going to happen to Mike McCarthy and the tweet, take it down. I get all that. But the more important thing is how Dak rallies his teammates around him with what he needs to do to get them to where they need to be. Because at, at the end of the day, I don't give a damn of what the fans think. I don't care what the media members think. I have to get my teammates to believe in me when it matters the most. Yes. So that's going to be the biggest challenge you know for what, Dak Prescott. You know what I constantly heard or, or heard from several different people um, when Dak, several years ago about Dak, when he was a younger player when we first came on the scene? He makes every unit he practices with better. He makes the players around him better. He can take a bunch of guys and immediately there's some kind of chemistry and he's a good – like I always – and I thought of him that way. But, and, and I wonder 
how much at this point is we think a guy's trending a certain way, right? Like I always thought that Dak's weakness as a quarterback, everyone has weaknesses, but he was good trending to great. You know, he leaves bigger plays on the field. He doesn't turn the ball over, and he makes positive plays, but there was a more positive play to be had. That'll come with time. He's regressed to me in the sense that he now makes mistakes. Forget about the most optimal play. It's just a mistake. And I wonder how much of this is the same thing I talked about earlier about Baker Mayfield when they got Odell. If you have a team of ballers around you and they don't feel like you're up to their level, you start to get the side eye. And that, that's just like a public so, showing of this, it seems. So, side eyes come with expectations. And sometimes the expectations, even though internally, I mean, even though externally you may not pay attention to it, you may, I, damn, Max, nobody cared about what no damn Max Kellerman talking about. But inside, I know that I just got 150 something million dollars. And every Jay Will's watching me, and everybody. So I may be trying to do too much. I may get a, get away from the simple stuff that I've done entire career to get to the money. Now I got the money. Now I'm trying to prove to people that I belong in the likes of Patrick Mahomes and all the other quarterbacks that they talk about. So I'm forcing balls where I know I shouldn't be, because in the past when I was that young dude. That's not what I was doing, and we were winning games. But now, all of a sudden, I hear Stephen A. Smith. I hear so-and-so. So it affects my play because I'm worried about that instead of just saying, man, I'm, not, I'm just going to go out there and do what I'm doing. If they don't like it, they don't like it. I don't have to worry about being a 5,000-yard passer. Think Joe Burrow cares about that stuff, no. Jay? No, yeah, but I mean, exactly. but they're they're built differently as yeah. of right now. Yeah. But here, Dan Orlovsky said something yesterday, Key, where he said Dak Prescott – is a better human being than he is a football player. And we want him to be <laughs> the football level of who he is as a human being. So here's what I, here's what what I think about that about, when I hear that psychologically, though, Key. Dak Prescott does not need to shrink up in a little ball right now and curl away and, you know, become introspective and just like, oh, everybody, he needs to get out of that damn shell. Like, Dak Prescott needs to, all right, cool, I did mess up. Get back in the in the training room. Get back working out. You think Start it's focusing. in there, Jay? Jay, how much of this it has is you're to be a in fan? There because see, I see it on the field when that dude makes plays, You man. are a fan I of Dak it. Prescott. You root for the guy. By the way, I find Dak easy to root yeah. for. Yeah. But, but, and, and I hate the Cowboys, right? But, but I, you're a fan of the guy. How much really? of what you're talking about is wishful thinking? It's not, though. Like, it needs to get to – I'm going to tell you something. think it's in there. I'm going to tell you something personally for me. Okay. My freshman – it's different than the pros. I get it. But my freshman year – I went through a really rocky freshman year because I was thinking too much. I was trying to meet these expectations. Yes. It wasn't until key I got to my middle between my freshman and my sophomore year where I spoke to one of my assistant coaches. He's like, yo, sometimes you got to say blank him to your head coach. Blank it. I'm just going to do it. Just go out and do it and not care what your head coach thinks, not care what fans think, and just this is who I am. I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm hooping. Yeah, sometimes and I feel like Dak that needs thing to that get you, that a little bit. He needs to get find some, that edge. Sometimes that thing in Dak that's easy to root for may be when someone aims, holds him back. When someone aims to please, they start to care too much what the, about what, the, what, the what key, people what think. What did Key say well, when he the, said when he heard about the tweet? What did he say he would go down to the that GM's office and say? And he's like, "Well, Dak won't do that." I'm like, "Well, that right. that's what Dak needs to do then." What but about Dak already, needs to find that they, place? They already know. That Dak Prescott is not going to do that. And everybody's personalities are different, right? I, I mean, it's just I mean, the reality though, of man. it. I, I have 
in, in, in Bill Parcells and I are, are like, that's like my father. Like he, you know, taught me so much. I remember once upon a time, Max said, you'll love this. But I told Bill, and Bill know him, Bill will tell you next time he's on the show. I told Bill, man, I dare you to get rid of me. Because you ain't going to find nothing like this before. Yeah, I may have had a bad game, but you should get rid of me and see how that work out for you. Because he didn't say nothing because he knew I was going to respond. He knew I was going to respond and do what I was supposed to do. You hear Key always telling me, why do you say me and Parcells? I'm like, man, y'all are dressed alike. He's like, no. No, I I said to him, I swear, I dare you because you're not going to find another dude that's getting ready to do Everything you need and, done. And, and Dak needs a little of that. Yes, he does. It doesn't you mean gotta have it. Keyshawn. Gotta it have means it, man. you need a little a added little dash. Edge. And yeah. you think that because all he needs is a dash of that, it's possible for him to achieve it. We're not asking for a personality transformation. We're asking for a little more edge. That's what you And you're not saying. not sit I up well, not sit up and worry about the fact that I got all this money and everybody is saying I need to do this. Exactly. That's my point, Keith. No, you cannot, yep. man. You got to just play the way you was playing. When you took over for Cooper, when Cooper Rush took over for you and you came back and took over for Cooper Rush again, that is how you should have ended the season. Playing exactly like that. And you have to have enough to know, hey, man, I don't need to be pushing the ball down the field. I need to be 25 or 30, 230, two touchdowns, and that's it. We good. 888 say ESPN. 729-3776. Your call's on Dak. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. You draft a guy because you're preparing for the future. It's not like Dak Prescott at 25 years old. Everybody's not playing to their 40. So certainly, I wouldn't run away from looking at a quarterback in the future. Absolutely. Either this year or next year, he has one year left of yeah. guaranteed money. And look, that doesn't mean you're moving on from Dak Prescott, but you want to have insurance. I would definitely look to acquire one either this year or next year. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, ESPN Radio. Been talking a lot about Dak Prescott. Uh, we're presented by Progressive Insurance. Uh, Jay, you said something interesting to me uh, during the call about Dak's personality, uh, during the uh, break about break. Dak's personality. I just, I was sitting there wondering if Dak thinks of himself as great. I, I, you know, sometimes you can see players that know they're great and you can feel it. Joe Burrow. It jumps off like the page from yeah. them. With Dak, it, it's almost like this well, I got the bag, but like it. it the injuries, like he's still trying to find whether he believes that he is that dude at he, that He It level. does seem to me that part of Dak's leadership style is a certain kind of humility that people like, right? Like he's, he's – uh, that like it makes him a good leader. He never comes off as arrogant and stuff like that, but maybe he needs a little dash of that. He, he's, a, he's a traditional quarterback from back in the day. 
That's what he is. He, he is a – what I like to deem as robotic. Say the right things, all of it, everything. I just smile. and I really – you know, instead of just – Jalen Hurts feels different to me. But see, Joe, key- Joe Burrow feels way different to me. Even just even Justin Herbert feels different to me. It, it, it's it. He no, doesn't. Right. You got it. But that's why I think that's Jay it. hit on that's my point. There. It's, it's like, like the those robotic. guys know they're great, and and you can sense it on. And key that robotic translates to his game, right? Like it's like when you see Jalen. Jalen does things off script, like yo, because this dude's like yo, I know I can do that. Where Dak is like, I'm not sure I can do that. Well, what happens? What t- what tends to happens with quarterbacks that have. Dak Prescott style when he came from Michigan State, and I'm not I'm not picking on Max, but I'm gonna pick on you right now, Max. Right. Guys like Max will say, "Well, you know, he needs to he needs to learn how to throw from the pocket. He needs to learn how to do this." And it takes that, even though he got hurt, it takes that game away from him because now all of a sudden they gave him the money, and he's hey, psychological. That's the point, Key. <laughs> psychologically, come out of it. Yeah. Psychologically, he feels like he has to do something different yep. than where he was at before. I watched it with Michael Vick. I seen it with that style. Oh, it, if you'd have just let Michael Vick be Michael Vick, he might have done some stuff because the game had changed. He now, can, all of a sudden, Dak Prescott doesn't run nearly as much. Exactly. And maybe it's because of the maybe injury. Maybe it is because of the injury. It's maybe maybe it's because of the injury, but he still runs. He still can run. He Mike still runs. in Atlanta, speaking of Mike Vick, in Atlanta. No, well, well, well Mexico. <laughs> yeah, what do you fellas, got? I need you to follow me for a minute here uh, and give y'all some of the history of the Cowboys, even though we all know it. Uh, we all agree the first two years that Dak was in the league, he was probably at his best. At that time, he had one of the top running backs and one of the top offensive lines in pro football. Okay, since that time, all of that stuff has declined. After about the third year, Zeke regressed. He started getting in trouble. He's not been the same. When that uh, center uh, got that disease, they started patching that offensive line. It hasn't been the same. The history of the Cowboys always have had a top-notch Hall of Fame running back, a very stout offensive line, a very stout defense, and a very qualified coaching staff in place. I'm going right. to – Mike, you're, you're fading in and out. You're out of breath, a- too. What are you, running while you're talking to us? I don't get this. What do you think? What do you think, Key, about the, his little history of the Dallas Cowboys? I mean, it's just – Sean in D.C. They've had, a bad, on they've had a bad little run of luck. What's up, fellas? What's up, Sean? Oh, no, Sean. Oh, what's up, fellas? I wanted to piggyback off what Jay said. Jay, you said Dak needs to start worrying about what the fans and the media are saying. That's true, but also you got to realize his teammates saying the same thing. And then if, and if he don't have a personality to go to whoever out in the organization and, and stay how he's feeling, then that star is too big for him to be that passive. And maybe we just need to look on for another quarterback in the draft. Sean, but you the ain't only reason it's a real why, thing you're saying. You ain't but wrong, the reason, Sean. That's what we're saying. The reason, Sean, one more, that one his more. teammates are saying the, the things that they're saying is because he is it performing and he's listening to the media. So if he was performing and wasn't listening to the media and just doing his thing and wasn't worried about stuff, he wouldn't have these issues that's, with his teammates. We Peter. only look at this stuff when a guy fails, right? When a guy—that's when we actually dissect all this no. stuff. If you if, if you have one playoff win in seven years, we start talking this stuff. If you're on a really good team, you throw a couple interceptions, you lose a tight playoff game. We'll talk about this stuff. If you're winning, 
we're not dissecting, hey, does he think he's great or not, right? We're just No, I actually disagree. I think I think you can tell a lot by how dudes win. Okay. You can tell a lot by how dudes win and the plays that they're willing to make. If Joe that Burrow surprised me for a guy like deep into psychology. I'll tell you why, because if Joe Burrow was losing these close games, we would same personality yeah, and we'd Max, start to find I, things that we didn't like. Oh, you know what? He's too uh even or like, you know, he needs to I, we'd find But things. that's the re- but that's the reason he would be losing. That's my right, point. right. In other words, we're actually telling you the truth. <laughs> That's the reason he'd be losing because he's not responding the way that we in the way that he should be responding mm-hmm. to us. Lewis in New York. One more on deck. Or not. Lewis, you there? Yeah, can you hear me? Yeah, we you got can. you. Hey guys, I love your show. Uh, I just wanted to call. I got a quick hypothetical. What do you guys think? I mean, it'll probably never happen, but I think it's actually kind of interesting. Dak Prescott and Michael Gallup to the Packers for Aaron Rodgers and maybe like a second-round pick, reunite him with the coach, maybe try to win a, a Super Bowl in Dallas. I think the, the window for this Dallas team is, is closing, and uh, I think that's kind of like an interesting move. Again, it'll probably never Super happen. Super interesting. Said, Dan Graziano yeah, says it doesn't work that. with the numbers. I asked that before to yeah. Dan. He said it's unattainable. And also, I don't know that a, a reunite, like reuniting with McCarthy, it seems to me like McCarthy's not in Green Bay because of Aaron Rodgers, right? But I do think Rodgers I mean, on the, pack, it, on the look, Cowboys would be really interesting. As, as, as much as I had a, a dislike for John Gruden and as much as, 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 as uh, what was our guy that used to get fired at the Yankees all the time back in the day? Billy Martin. Billy Martin, he coached the Yankees again, and I thought about going to play for Gruden again one year, and so you just never know. You thought about it, but you didn't, huh? No. Well, when you start getting down to the bottom line (laughs) and what they was trying to get, you know, they was acting like Max, you know? (laughs) Real (laughs) is what? Very happy hour-ish. Hey, take my kids. We're going to dinner for happy hour. You know, one of those. All right. Is Joe Burrow the new face of the NFL? Is he about to be Keyshawn J. Will and Max? Thanks for listening to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio.